Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit, and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. Um, it's going pretty good. I, you know, I, I, I say this like I have this pat answer every time, right? I'm like, yeah. It's going pretty good. Um, I actually have um been doing really, really well. I know we did the fair, and during that time, I took an entire week off, and it allowed me to actually, that, but it also allowed me to spend some time doing stuff for myself. Yeah, and it, it's kind of started a a habit where at least one of my days off I'm actually doing things for me so like um I have been working on my room and I know you've mentioned it in the past um but my my room is just a it's a clusterfuck I mean it really is it's yeah we talked about that yeah I mean it is it is it's got you know there's trash in there there's things all over the place it's very cluttered um and so as part of what I've been doing is I've, I've actually been doing it in small increments, but you know, working on cleaning that space, working on, on, on moving things. So like my goal has been to remove at least one bag, like garbage bag of either like trash or things that I don't want or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, or, and then do like laundry things that have just been thrown around forever and whatnot. And so I'm finding that it, I like I I I re um I don't want to say remodeled but I like I moved some stuff around and and to make it a, the place of my own. Yeah. And I'm finding that this is this has got a, a couple of different effects. First of all, I'm feeling better about the space that I'm in, which is Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um but also uh one of the things that I realized is, you know, I and I've said it, I haven't really connected to this apartment. I've been here for 4 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, there are things of mine that are around, but it's not really mine. Is huh. is kind of how I felt about it for the longest time. Weird. Why? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think looking at it, I think that a large part of it is is I was in such a transitional space for so long. Yeah. Uh, working, you know, like I'd work at the summer camp and then I'd go up right. to the mountain and then I, you know, so because of that transitional space for like 10 years, you know, it never was, it, I think I just had this subconscious thought that I, you know, the shoe was going to drop and I'd have to leave the apartment or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah. So I, I get you. So the shoe is going to drop slash. This is my normal pattern kind of a thing. Right, right. Don't get too comfortable. Before, it's not like something happened. No, right. no, it no, just, never. That was the way you lived. Right. Yeah. 
you know, and I was thinking about it because I was I was going back to like the last time I had a place that I really felt was mine and I had really set it up so that it was mine. Yeah. And that was before I worked at the summer camp. Yeah. Um, and when I moved out of that space, uh, every other place that I lived after that, it was never mine. It was always just, it was going to be temporary. It was always transitional. Right. And even though I knew that this was not going to be that place, it, it really hasn't clicked. Yeah. Um, so that, that's been something that I've, I've been trying to think about and work on. I mean, visually it looks like all your stuff's out. Like you've got, you know, you've decorated it's. Yeah. But a lot of it's just literally like thrown, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I just like, so there's a, not necessarily. What do you mean by thrown? So, so in places that I have, I have, lived before so like the last place that i was really mine i like i set it up very intentionally yeah you know so i would have because i have a lot of knickknacks and crystals and stuff like that so i would i would set up like the bookshelves and i would very strategically place things oh this will look nice here and that will look nice there so it's a very intentional process whereas like right beside you there is this there's the shelving unit which right now looks a little empty because the cats knocked it over and broke a few things but before that Everything on there was literally just placed so that I would have some place to put it. Okay. You know, so there was no real intention to the decoration style. So, like, the things on my walls, like, I have a, a set of paintings on my walls, and they're, they're literally there just because there were already places to put them, and I needed a place to put them so they weren't just lying in storage type thing. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, even the way that I set up um, the like the space that we're in right now, you know, there are, there are five chairs and, um, you know, one of them is the cat's chair. One of them is basically just there for looks because it, it can't be sat in right now, but it's set up in like this, like circular type area. And it's just so that people can come in and have a seat. Like that's not like, there's nothing really comfortable about it necessarily for me. So like one of the things that I've been thinking about is I want to get rid of two of these chairs and put in like a couch Yeah, so that I can, be in this place this space and yeah. feel comfortable in the space you know so like i can lie on the couch and read a book or whatever right you know which is not something that at this moment that i really do usually i spend a lot of time in my room yeah and i noticed that which is the most chaotic space in the house which tends to be the most chaotic space in the house exactly so um so there 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 are the two issues there first of all i'm not connecting with the rest of the house yeah you know and then secondly you know i'm i'm in the space that is all chaos and we know that that does not do well for anybody's mental health truthfully right. yeah absolutely so so i'm working on that i'm working on on visualizing and kind of preparing and kind of planning and looking at things that i want to change and and how i want to set things up in a much more mindful way yeah. so that it more reflects who i am and isn't just haphazardly thrown anywhere okay you know all right um and because i mean I, like what like a month ago i don't know i think we we've talked about it that yeah. you were thinking about leaving I was because I, of an increase in some sort of price or oh something. yeah so um <laughs> so my landlord made a comment at one point in time that he was going to um uh he was thinking about separating our uh, I live in a duplex so he was thinking about separating our um heat so that we would each end up having to pay for our own heat as opposed to just you know keeping it as part of the rent and that was going to be super expensive and um 
so I wasn't really sure about staying here because of that. He yeah. decided not to do that. He did mention raising the rent and to my neighbor, and it turns out that, that was kind of like a, you know, well, I'm just going to raise the rent because the neighbor was complaining about a lot of different things. And he said, well, then I'm going to have to raise the rent. None of it was structural. None of it was something that he had to take care of. It was yeah. just, I, I don't know like my neighbor is nice enough with to me and we you know we get along fairly well but i don't necessarily know that they have a good view of reality they're a lot younger so they haven't lived in a lot of places yeah you know i think my landlord is incredible and i think that when i ask him for things he he really does like you know, he takes care of them rather quickly. Yeah. Sometimes he needs a, a you know, a reminder. I'm like, hey, so uh, we talked about this. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, I'll be over at such and such a time. But you're not leaving voicemails for a month. No, not yeah. at all. Not yeah. at all. You know, and and um, there are little things that that will bother the neighbor, like the mowing of the lawn. You know, he didn't get to it for a week and all of a sudden there was a complaint you know what i mean like and yeah. so my, my my landlord and i talk because we've become we've become fairly good friends you know along with everything so and he mentioned he said i don't know if my you know your neighbor mentioned that that i was going to raise the rent he's like but truthfully he's like it was kind of an empty threat he's like i probably won't raise the rent until you leave you know what i mean and, yeah and uh so i'm like okay so i feel more secure in this space now again yeah. and i think that that actually you mentioned that i think that that actually kind of helped prompt this as well yeah because that just happened a couple of months ago that those conversations right, like if i'm not gonna ago. be here but then if i am gonna be here i'm gonna actually be here right right yeah, yeah. so uh it's it's exciting um you know it's little things and it's little things that i've noticed it's things like you know i have a hard time doing dishes but i've been doing dishes you know what i mean and it's such a little thing on the outside, it seems like such a little thing, but to me, I'm realizing that like my my change of attitude around it is like, yeah. oh yeah, okay, so I'm doing dishes because I feel like this is my space now. It's not just a space I'm living in. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's all these little things, and 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 I'm I'm really enjoying that the turnaround from that. Um, so yeah, so that's nice. going on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. I think also it's it's kind of been helpful to have. Um, my roommate's here too, in a way, you know what I mean? It's, it's added, I know, uh, at one point we talked about, um, like feeling comfortable in agitation, you know, like the, as, as part of my, you know, when I changed the medications and stuff like that. And, and when I was taking the, like the antidepressants that I was feeling very comfortable with that, that level of agitation I was at, but not taking them has allowed me to use that as a catalyst to really look at what I want to change. Okay. So moving some of that over to this situation, I think that I have been very, very comfortable just literally walking from my door to my room after work and just playing on the computer or whatever. Yeah. Versus with having the extra people here, I want to be out here and do a little bit of socializing. You know, yeah. I want to be um, around and... And that, I think, has also helped me go, you know, I'm spending more time out here. I really don't like the way it looks. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't like the way it feels. I don't like the flow of things. Yeah. You know, so I, that has also helped, I believe, you know, in motivating that, you know. And, you know, I cleaned off the front porch. My front porch has been the same for like a couple of years. I did a couple of projects and then 
put everything and I have a covered front porch so I have a table out there but then I had all kinds of boxes and shit underneath yeah. and whatever the pots and plants and yeah stuff. all yeah. kinds of stuff and so you know last week I think it was last week I you know made three dump runs um taking out some of the stuff that was just trash yeah. there or that I didn't want to deal with that could easily be trash or and then other things like I returned or not returned but um brought to the 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 swap shop we have a swap shop type thing where people can come in and drop thing items off that are still good yeah. and then also you know pick up things that they might need um or want and you know i i took i took three loads i took one load that was just trash um and then i took two more loads that were literally just things that needed to go to the swap shop because I could look at them and go, you know, yeah, that that ship has done sailed. That is not a project that I'm going to work on anymore. That's not something that I even want to yeah. do anything with. So why am I keeping this shit, you know? Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So these are things. I mean, that... I can even hear it and you're talking about, like, justifying getting rid of something that's good. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like that, which is hard. I mean, that's hard for you. It is. It's hard for you. So that's awesome. I mean, you were able to. Just say, okay, this is good. I'm not doing anything with it, so I don't need it, even though it's good. Right. And not having it is worth more than having to make sure that I was the proper steward of it. Yeah, you know, and that's 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 a really great way of putting it because it, it's what it feels like. It's like, you know, what the space that it provides and the lack of clutter it provides feels so much better. You know, yeah. getting rid of it feels so much better. Then knowing that I have it, should I ever so choose to need it right. in the right. future? You know what I mean? I do. And um, and I think it's really important Like for me, like it, it has made it a little easier to be able to bring it to the swap shop versus just throwing it away, too. Yeah. Because I'm not I, – I still have very much ingrained in me from, you know, growing up in the, in the hoarder situation that I grew up in, you know, that, well, you can't throw away something that's good, right. you know. So I – I definitely have found that that was interesting. And, and it was also cool for me when I, like, I took the first load and I dropped off a bunch of stuff. And then I looked around because I always do, you know, and once in a while I find something I like or something I want to sell on eBay or whatever. And um, so I looked around a little bit. And when I turned around from that, that first load of, of stuff to the swap shop, somebody was going through the box that one of the boxes that I had. I'm like, Oh goody. And they grabbed a couple of things and they were talking to me about it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's going to a good home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I don't need it, but that was just, that was cool for me. Like it, it was extra motivation. You yeah. know, it was, it was a nice affirmation for me. And then when I brought the second load um, of stuff, I noticed that most of the stuff that I had already brought was gone which means that people had taken it and it's on to a new life and a new home. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. we're somebody who's going to use it and not just do what I did with it. But either way, it's out of my hair and I don't have to think about right. it. Yeah, the you second know. you set it down there, it's out of your it's hair. It's out of my hair. Yeah. I don't have to worry, worry about that. So um, so that's been really, really cool. And and the other additional thing, which I'm really liking right now, is um, I I've started I've started playing my piano again. You know, I, yeah. I I know four years ago when we started the podcast, I had just started really doing it again, and and then I, it dropped off, you right, know, and right. I I lost it. But I'm actually making it part of my routine when I come home. I spend about an hour just chilling. Sometimes I'm playing something specific. Sometimes I'm not. Um, I I really am enjoying that aspect of watching myself grow 
back into what I was capable of doing when I was younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regaining those skills. Yeah. Um, and part of the motivation for that has been uh, the church that I, I go to. Their, um, our music person, our person that plays the piano and the organ and so on and so forth, is having surgery. So part of it has been um, inspired by by that you know because i'm one of the few people that actually has some skill in that area so um in our church so doing that but but even before that i was starting to like go back into it and dragging out some of the old song books you know both the the church stuff but then also like um some of the uh oh what's the word for it the musicals and things like that the secular stuff like that so it's been fun so things have been like it's been really really nice it's been really really nice nice yeah so nice so life is good i mean as far as that goes you know it's like i'm starting to reclaim my space and i think that that is i don't know i think that's it's it's really cool and especially going into winter i think that's going to be really really necessary yeah for me to to have that kind of thing in order to not drop into like a depression yeah Today, I wanted to talk about um, affirmations and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny to me because I have tried to use affirmations in the past to some, with some success. So this is like personal affirmations. Yeah. I am appreciated. Yeah. I am special. I am special. Yes. (laughs) I am beautiful. I am. Yeah. Okay. So, you know they're they're toted as as this really incredible tool um okay. for self growth and i found quite a little while ago that i had the it had the effect on me that it wasn't working and, and in actuality it was making things worse for me okay so i you know deep dove into like the rabbit hole and like you know, what do you do if it doesn't work and and why why does it work and why does it sometimes not work for people and I came up with a decent amount of information, so I, I thought, you know, I'd share it today. Are you going to give us an example of how it didn't work for you? Yeah, so so for I me, mean, you said that it didn't work for you, or that it made things worse. Right, it actually made things worse, and we're gonna we're gonna cover that because of of what it is. But for me, it it a lot of times it felt like it was lying. Okay. I was lying to myself, or. Um, so it almost was invalidating. It was invalidating, yeah. yeah okay. You know, or in the, that's the other piece. These you know, are the things I'm not. These are the things I'm not. And it would bring that into mind for me. And okay. so, like, when that I was sense. saying, like, I am lovable, you know, and I'm like, well, if I wasn't feeling lovable that day, then I'm not lovable. And these are all the reasons why I'm not lovable, you right. know. And I think I know I fell into the trap and a lot of other people that I know that have used them and, and find them to be intermediately working for them you fall into the trap where you think that just by saying these things, these affirmations that they work and in actuality, you know, affirmations are part of a process, you know, it's, it's almost like a living document, you know, at work, you know, when you have a document that is, is continuing being upgraded and you have to work on. And, and what I found was not only that there were, there were some different ways to phrase them because it's become such a buzzword that we just said they go, I am this, I am that. And there are different ways to phrase them that are helpful. 
Um, and then there are different ways to perceive them and there are different ways that we can use them that I find that are very helpful. So I've been doing this for a little while and I am, I am back to using affirmations and, and, um, as oh, we, you are, yeah, yeah. You're using them and they're helping. Yeah. I'm, I'm back to using them and oh, they're helping. Okay. Yeah. All so right. I just, I had to change the way that I did things. The proponent of, of, uh, affirmations tends to be that with enough repetition, you will be able to literally change the way that your brain works. And sometimes just the word affirmation becomes problematic because people start to have an aversion to it. So one of the things that I found is not calling them affirmations, but calling them uh, healthy reminders. Okay. Uh, and that takes some of that stigma away. You know, I, we kind of talk about that sometimes, you know, a person will... Uh, be averse to something will we'll run away from something simply because of the way that it's phrased or something the way that it's it's named and so affirmations has become that for me i'm like oh yeah affirmations are full of shit you know like it didn't work for me for so long and caused so many problems for me that i would like yeah i don't even want to think about an affirmation people go have yeah. you tried affirmations fuck no they don't fucking work for me you know they work for other people so so, so the word in and of itself has become part of the problem. It has become part of the problem, yeah. Okay. So I was reading an article and somebody said, you know, she doesn't like to call them affirmations. She likes to call them healthy reminders. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's really good. And it also kind of sets up the premise that we're using them to remind ourselves in the moment or, you know, at the very, very beginning um, why we are where we are or what we're trying to do. So the first reason why they don't tend to work is people go through the motions, you know, and, and that is a trap that I think all of us fall through, you fall for, you know, you write out the, the, you look up online, you're like, what are the 10 best, you know, affirmations for, for feeling oh good about yourself? Have you never done? No, I cannot yet relate to anything you're talking about. Really? So do you use affirmations at all? Yeah. Okay. So how do you use them? I'm curious. Um, well, it has to be genuine and you have to own it. Yeah. So I use genuine things that I think of when I'm in a healthy space. Yeah. And then I recall owning it and feel that. Okay. So that's actually one of the, that's, that's the first step right there. That is the big step. So one of the things is that people go through those emotions or those motions and they're like, like, uh, I can't, what I was saying, I can't imagine not just doing writing a phrase or Googling and oh, being yeah. like, okay, because the computer said this. And I, if I say that everything's going to get better. Like right. they, my affirmations have always been very unique and genuine statements that I make about myself to myself. Right. Right. And that's that's the, the whole point of, of, of the going through the motions thing is, you know, because a lot of people do. They'll just write out a list of I am, you know, and it is whatever they want to become or whatever right. they want. Right. right. They write it from a place of need versus a place of ownership. Exactly. So instead of going through the motions, one of the things is 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 to sit down and like you said, take ownership. You know, when have you felt loved? And I'm gonna I'm gonna use loved. I am loved. Yeah. I am loved. That is a good one. Um you know, when have you felt loved? So it's it's getting into that feeling place, yeah. you know, and sometimes we need to do some work where like, well, am I loved? You know, okay, so like I don't feel loved today. So where are these places in my life that I have felt loved? And then I can start to feel it, but then I can also recognize that I am loved, right. you know. So affirmations can't just be, like you said, they just can't just be this list of things. So that's the first thing. So first thing is you have to feel them. So an affirmation in order to be effective has to be something that you can feel 
or even if you can't feel in that moment that you can get to the point of feeling, yeah. you know, so it has to be a, a very feeling place. You have to be able to feel them in order for them to start to really change that chemistry. Because if you don't, or if you feel negatively about them, what happens is it actually creates a block, a greater block, or it, it um, cements the block in your brain yeah. between you and that feeling of being lovable. Right. You're reinforcing the negative. Yeah, absolutely. By pronouncing the positive. Right. By pronouncing the positive. So you don't really believe. Right. That's, that, that's the second well, step. Well, you believe. You just believe that you have the void of it. Right, right, <laughs> right, exactly. So, the, you know, the second step is really that that lying to yourself. You know, you don't really believe it, you right. know, when you say it, you know, I am lovable. Well, I'm not feeling very lovable today, so I'm not lovable, you know. And so that's the second piece that you were saying, you know, it needs to be sincere. Yeah. You know, it needs to be sincere. So finding affirmations you can be sincere about. And this was the first step of of looking at, you know, we use a lot of I am statements and the thing is, is that that's the, the common way to do affirmations, but affirmations can be written in any way yeah. you can do. I want, so I want to feel loved, you know, works. And that a lot of times you can have that feeling cause it's a very sincere and real emotion for you. And it's the beginning of the evolution of the affirmation. You yeah. know, a lot of people are basically starting at this end point of I am loved, but there's an evolution for your affirmation. So if you can't feel good about I am loved, well, what's the next step down below? I want to be loved. I want to feel loved. Okay, cool. That's yeah. a good space to start. And you can start to work on that. And then that will change your brain enough to be able to work into a next step. So yeah. the affirmation could be an I want statement. It can be an I want statement. Okay. Um, and and we actually have at the end we're going to go through uh, a bunch of of starter statements I do I want and so on and so forth, and and ways that we can we can look at what works for us and we yeah. can try these different things out. Something you'll probably love. I used to know uh, a woman. I met her as a client a couple of times, mm -hmm. and she was one of my more remote clients. She was from Australia. Oh wow! And she would create songs. For her affirmations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She would make her own little personal. She played the banjo. Oh, she would that's make cool. Up her own little personal songs for her affirmations. Uh, I think it's Dar Williams uh, wrote a song in like the 70s or I think around that time. Um, and the song was I Am My Own Best Friend. Oh, yeah. And it, it's one of those types of songs. Like, it's just all about affirmations. You know, I take myself out. I love myself. And it's all about self-care and, and, and becoming your own best friend. Yeah. And she wrote it specifically for that reason, you know, because that's what she was trying to work on at the time. Wow. So wow. that is a that's a wonderful way of incorporating affirmations. And again, you know, it doesn't have to be spoken. You know, you could if you're an artist create an affirmation around you know an art piece around a, a specific affirmation something that really yeah. moves you something that really sees you um i have a uh in in my spare room i have a piece of artwork that i did uh for a class actually but it it is not just one but a multitude of affirmations yeah um 
incorporated into this piece of artwork. And I look at it and I still look at it and I'll, I'll read them every once in a while. And I really like the piece of artwork, yeah. you know, and it's something that resonates. And when you read resonates. them, can you feel it? I can. Yeah. I can. And if I can't, then I just go on to the next one, you know. Yeah. And that's another piece, <coughs> which we'll get to a little bit later too. But, you know, one of the potential issues of having like all these like 50 affirmations that you say by rote um is that it's it's a lot you know it's it's a it's a whole heck of a lot and they won't always resonate with you at every moment i Uh, knew another i i have more stories about this probably than anything that's awesome this comes up a lot um both psychologically and in the energetic energetic work that i've done yeah um but i i knew this other woman that had a book Mm-hmm. And it was a journal, but it was half the size of that book. And she would read through it every single day. Oh, wow. And it was, I don't know, probably 100 pages. Like, and she would just. And what was what was and in it? And it was more of like a, she would even say it was like a mantra to her. Yeah. So it wasn't even like she was feeling it at all. She was just cycling through the words. Yeah. Yeah, I so originally I wanted to do this is with affirmations and mantras and and I found that they you know cuz I kind of kind of used them that way. So when I, oh, I see them very differently. And that's it. They are very different, you know, yeah. but I, but I will use them that way upon occasion. So when I first started really looking into this um I was using a, uh, an affirmation of I love myself. And as I was transitioning into being able to feel that, yeah. because I wasn't always able to feel that, I would I would go back to I speak love to myself. And I could be okay with that. Yeah. You know, because so and I would that be, would become my mantra where I would just repeat that over and over and over again if I was having a really rough day with feeling love for myself. Yeah. And that one was sincere and it was genuine and it worked for me um, to get me to a place where I more often could say, I love myself. Right. You know, so along the same lines as, you know, you don't really believe it is you're lying to yourself. And this is what we were talking about. Like when you say it and you're, and you, you feel so adamantly that you're lying to yourself, you know, that's where it creates, that reinforces that negativity piece yeah, to completely it. Completely invalidating. Yeah. So being honest with yourself is is really important. So it, again, can be I am working on, which is an honest statement. I am working on feeling lovable. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, affirmations really are supposed to be a supportive thing. They're not supposed to be an end-all, be-all. We always look for these little pills, you know, like it's – and I, I oh, say yeah. this, you know, like – Check the box. Check the box. This is what's going to fix my problems, you know. And, and, and affirmations are easy to do that with because they, they're just words. They really are. You can tell yourself what you think you should know. Right, right. And and that's not necessarily very helpful. No. Um, number four is trying to do too much or cover too much ground. And this goes under perfectionism. And this is where like, you know, you have 50 affirmations, you know, and they all have something very, very different. And, you know, you're trying to work on all of this stuff and you're trying to feel all of this stuff. And, you know, simple is good. Yeah. And the other piece of that is trying to cover too much ground. Don't choose your end goal. I am loved. Right. You know, if that doesn't feel right, then you find the supporting statement underneath there um, that still supports that I am loved goal. Yeah. That will be true, be genuine, and you can feel. So trying not to do too much. Let's work on 
one or two end goal statements and then pick maybe two or three supportive affirmations that we can continue to remind ourselves of, Yeah, you know, and that's not the 50, that's not the hundred that is, or that's not the book, you know, that, that this late, this lady wrote. Right. Um, so, you know, the things to think about in those minds are, you know, when you're having a sticking point is, are my thoughts factual or are they just interpretations? You know, like when I'm doing this, am I loved? Okay, yeah, I'm probably loved. And and kind of work on this justification piece. What would that look like? <clears throat> what would one versus the other look like? Um, we'll do like people like me. You know, like that's, that's, that's a okay. supporting statement. People like me. That is an affirmation. Okay. So the reality is looking through and saying, okay, well, there are people that like me. Okay. Yeah. Versus my perception is people don't like me. Okay. Or I am loved. I am loved. These are all of the people that at least say that they love me. Yeah. You know, or want to spend time with me because I am a good person or whatever versus my perception of is nobody loves me. You right. know, and and that's um, that's that reality testing. You yeah. Know? It's, it's okay. really yeah. looking to see what really supports it, what in my life supports it. Um, and that can help break down that negative reinforcement of things Yeah, because our brain does these horrible things where, right. you know, the is whole, it true? Yeah. Is it true? And that's the whole point of the affirmations is to understand what is true and to, and to allow ourselves to accept that and feel that. So the other ones that they were talking about, and they're all reality testings is, am I jumping, um, Am I jumping to negativity? You know, what are you looking at when you when you say the affirmation? Are you jumping to a negative situation? Oh, well, people hate me. Right. Nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. That's just the way it is. You know, is the situation really as bad as I think it is? You know, well, nobody hate nobody likes me. So therefore, yeah, it's definitely as bad as I think it is. And again, it's that reality testing. Is that really where I am? And what can I do to look for spaces where that support the affirmations that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, what's the worst thing that could happen? And that one's really more of like, <clears throat> and I think we had done that exercise a few seasons ago where, Oh yeah. You, you know, play it out to the worst possible, to the worst possible thing. And eventually know. it gets just so absurd that yeah. you realize it's ridiculous. So, so the number four, you know, trying to do too much or trying to make too big of a leap is really all about that reality testing and finding the evidence that supports so that you, you know, supports your affirmation so that you can start to feel it. Yeah. Um, and that's just a, an an easier way of working through the block so that you can find Yeah, it. absolutely. Actual evidence is always way more reliable for the brain than concept. Right. And and for this, this is where I would use a book. You know, this is where I would do a little bit of journaling, you know. And, yeah. and, and I, I had to do that with some of my affirmations is I would sit down and go, this is how I'm feeling. Therefore, this is my need. And this is why I'm choosing this affirmation. And I now need to look at anything that I can find in my life. And as I would think of things, even throughout the day or whatever, um, I would I would add them to the list, you know. Yeah. And it was helpful when I was having a hard time with that affirmation to go back as a tool and look at those things that were supportive of that affirmation. So that's where I would use a book like that, like okay. like your friend or your client. Yeah, no, that was lists. Hers were just lists. Just lists. Yeah. That's 100 pages of I am. Crazy. With an end to it. Yeah. 
That is crazy to me. You are saying it wrong. And so this is where we talk about uh, rephrasing, right? Okay. So the I am statements can become problematic, but, you know, change it up. And like spirituality work, each one of our chakras, right? Our seven chakras yeah. has a very specific, uh, a very specific affirmation style that goes along with it. So one of the things I would do is I would, I would try each of these spaces out or each of these, um, these ways of, of framing it out. Yeah. And I'm very body aware. So I would, I would like, f where do I feel this in my body and where is the sticking points? So, um, so you would try out different methods based on the chakra you were feeling that it was around. Exactly. So when okay. I say I am loved, if I am, if I am feeling that like a resistance or a, a sensation, we'll say in my, in my stomach, yeah. then, um, which is around the sacral chakra and that would be, I feel, um, yeah, I feel. So I feel loved. Okay. Do I feel loved? Okay. I don't feel loved. Okay. So then I would go up to the next one and, and, and try to figure out where I can, where I can feel where, where like do each of them have a different statement? They do. So the, the root is your, I am, okay. you know, because that is the state of where you are. Yeah. Your sacral chakra, which is just around your belly button, just above your belly button is I feel. The solar plexus, which is um, where your sternum is, where your rib cage comes together, is I can, I do, or I want. So that's where the I want comes in. You know, I want to feel loved, or I want to be healthy, or I can be healthy, or I can be loved. Yeah. I am, you know, it's not even the I am worthy of loved, although that is another, another set of things. Um, but I can be loved. Um, and then the heart is I love. So I love to be loved, you know, and it's not just, you don't just have to use, I love to be loved, but you know, anything that you love, I love being around people, you know, that might be the, the, yeah. that might be the way that you start to feel loved, okay. you know, and start yeah. to work on that. Um, the throat, which is the one that I, I stumbled on before I actually found this list is I speak. So I speak love to myself. Okay. You know, I love myself. I speak love to myself. And that one felt really good. And that was one I could latch on to. Okay. Um, I see. Uh, and that one is also one that I, I found not as comfortable or as helpful. But I, when I started making the lists, I see where I love myself. Or okay. I see where I'm lovable. And then the crown chakra, and that was the third eye. So the crown chakra is I know. So what I would do with my affirmations and what I do with my affirmations is I would go up through all of them and kind of feel what I felt in every time I tried it to find one that was the best resonating for me in the moment. Okay. Um, and then use that which would allow me to branch off into other ones and finally eventually get to this place where I can be, I am lovable or I am loved or I am, or I love myself, you know, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, the other thing, <clears throat> and this was an interesting, an interesting piece. There was a, there was a, um, uh, an experiment run at one point in time and it was about, puzzle solving like anagrams or something like that yeah and uh they had like a thousand people and they split them up into four groups and when they before they did the test they 
said they were also trying to do a writing analysis. And so what they would do is they had each group write I, one of these four, I, and they'd write it 20 times, just I, just the word I. Yeah. Um, will, and again, just the word will, right? And then they had one group write I will 20 times. And then they had one that that did will I. 20 times and they found that when they the the group that asked the question will i performed twice as well as any other group uh-huh. so in the process and and i'm just starting to incorporate this a little bit you know when i'm finding things um i i ask myself these questions you know am i lovable and then again, trying to find information to support this, you know, and I just, I found that a very interesting, very succinct way to look at that. Because when we ask a question, it is easier to kind of accept yeah. where we are versus just by kind of like pounding away at the I am or the I will or the, you know. Um, so I just, I found that to be a very interesting little thing. So the sixth one is, is too many affirmations, but not as much as like the 50 to hundred affirmations, but like too many affirmations in a row. Okay. And what the suggestion for that is, is the wrong, it's almost like a wrong timing thing. Being aware of yourself and trying to either correct in the moment right. or to affirm in the moment. Um, and that's, this is just a behavioral thing, truthfully, you know, so like one of the things that uh, I do all the time is like, I am so stupid. I made a mistake, right? I'm so stupid. How many of us do that? So stupid. I'm just an idiot. Um, and so in those moments, like I have to catch myself and go, okay, no, no, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. That's okay. I made a mistake. I will do better next time, or I will try to do better next time, you know, or the other one that, that, um, I do is when I do something really intelligent or I do something that is really kind and I can look at myself in those moments and go, wow, I really am a good person. You know, I am a good person. I am lovable, you know, when I have those things. So catching yourself in those moments has actually probably been one of the biggest things once I learned how to rewrite them so that they, for me, that they felt really good. Yeah. Um, catching myself in those moments and being able to to, to stop the negative self-talk and give myself an affirmation in the moment that was genuine, you know, and that I could feel genuinely okay. Um, and with the one with I'm an idiot, you know, I oftentimes, you know, I made a mistake. It is okay for me to make mistakes. Yeah. You know, and that's my affirmation for those. It is okay for me to make mistakes. If it's, anger issues that you have, you know, I got angry. Okay. Maybe I didn't do it correctly. Maybe I I got really bad. You know, I, I, I blew up, but you know, it is okay for me to be angry and it is okay for me to healthily, uh, demonstrate those emotions, you know, and that kind of helps to start the brain, um, to go. So what they gave for examples in one of the places that I read was like, instead of going in every way, every day, I'm getting better and better go to something that's a little more, you know, uh, a little more personalized. And it's, I have had better days. I have definitely had worse days, but today I'm okay. There you go. And so they can be complex and they, it really is a, a, a good way to look at it, 
you know, affirmations don't have to be where you just where you want to go. A lot of times it's just where you are checking in, checking in where you are and being aware of that often helps with our acceptance of ourselves, which helps with our self-love, which helps us eventually move into those places that we want to be. Yeah. And then the last one that they were talking about is, and and this is the whole point of this, is not actually doing anything. You can't just create these affirmations and not do anything with them. They are a living document. Um, they are a living process. And learning what works for you um, is is really important. That self-awareness piece is very, very important. And I found for me that um, once I was able to realize that, one, they didn't all have to be I am statements. Yeah. And I could reword them either to give myself acceptance or to give myself comfort or to give you know, myself a boost somewhere or to affirm where I am in the process, yeah. any of those things. And I have found it incredibly helpful for that. Um, and then the other piece, like I we said before, is is backing them up, you know, going through and going, okay, if I'm really having a hard time feeling like I'm capable, yeah, you know, really looking at places in my life where I have been capable and and accepting and acknowledging that. So an affirmation really should be more about acknowledging who you are and when you've been in those good situations, when you've been the person that you want to be. And the more you can acknowledge that, the more you will work into that area, the more your brain will change and the more that you will be able to sustain, I guess is a good word for it, okay. you know, sustain that feeling of that affirmation. So I do affirmations. Personally, I do affirmations every day um, <clears throat> or have been recently been doing affirmations every day. And I, I pick several, you know, and I, and I have like a list of them that I, I do, um, but I don't do all of them all the days. Like one day it might be, I love myself, you know, specifically on days where I'm working. Uh, sorry, especially on days when I'm not working. I love myself. And by saying that, I remind myself that to take care of myself, you know, this is, this is the time for my self care. This is, this is something that I want to work on today. So I love myself and then I'm like, okay, well, I take care of myself. I acknowledge myself and I accept myself for where I am right now. Yeah. And those are all under that. I love myself piece. So that one, that is a really big thing. And then the other one is to catch myself in the act one way or the other. Yeah. You know, when I'm... It's the self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we've joked about it and I've said it several times, you know, everything comes down to self-awareness. Um, and then the other piece is there is no magic pill. You know, it, right. you have to really work on these if you want them to work. And it really is finding a way that they work for you and finding the closest thing to support your goal, to support your end goal that resonates with you and is honest and genuine. Um, and I found that, you know, that rabbit hole, I found that to be incredibly, incredibly useful. Uh, and, and you know, you you already had it. Like in your mind, you're like, I can't imagine just singing, saying a bunch of these. I can't. Of these affirmations. But I can't. I, that, I can't imagine saying an affirmation that you're not connected to because then it's just, what's the point? Right. Yeah. Right. And and so many of us do. 
so many of us it's do. crazy yeah what a waste of time i know i know and 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 potentially damaging yeah and potentially damaging so hopefully there are some options there for uh, that i found helpful so i i know so hopefully there are some options there that will help other people like give affirmations a second chance because i have found that they are incredibly incredibly powerful when when doing them to get me to yeah where i want to feel about myself or about my world around me yeah so nice hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling t-h-r-o-u-2 go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally that is stumbling through enlightenment dot squarespace dot com you can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.